Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Harvest is moving along at a good pace in some areas, more like a crawl in other areas. The faster harvest is taking place uh, to the south and to the west, and uh, I guess somewhat slow in, in the other areas that we work with north and uh, east and right here around the office itself. Getting reports in from the guys that are harvesting that moistures this week have dropped between two and four points compared to where they were last week and moisture. So that's quite a big move in the, in the moisture side itself. Corn yields uh, to the south. If we draw a line uh, across the state there at Springfield and go south from there, situation where um, it looks like corn on corn is in that 2 to 215 to 20 range and the corn on beans in that 200 to 40 range with moistures uh, in that 17 to 19 percent that is the area of some of the tougher diplodia in the corn on corn uh, some pretty rough docks coming out of that situation so that's uh, a little bit of a tough spot there as far as uh, ear rots go itself as we come north we get closer to decatur starting to see some corn bean uh, fields averaging in that 230 260 where the corn on corn in the 220 to 240. Looks like in the general area down there anyway that the fungicide and the split end programs are probably going to show up in a big way. Start to separate out um, a number of those farms uh, by large bushels. Yields to the west stay strong as we're over in the Taswell County, Mesa City area over there in that 220, 250 range. Hearing some strong numbers out of El Paso as well in the 240, 250 range. Getting numbers out of Leroy at 260. So uh, a lot of strong numbers coming in. Not much up in the street area to report yet, but what has been coming in also is in that 220 to 240 area itself. I've only had three bean yields that come in so far, one to the north, which is in the mid-70s, and two fields from the south, which is in the mid-80s. So um, these are early beans that are coming out, so I am still uh, encouraged that we're going to see a phenomenal bean yield as this comes together. With the yield uh, coming in at or above yield estimates, that's a, that's a pretty sweet deal. This gives us hope that uh, when we take the Mother's Day dip for that corn that was planted in that window, it won't be as bad, and maybe we can stay at our yield checks or slightly above it, which would be pretty nice itself. With that said, I think we are um, about to harvest some of our best corn. Most of the uh, guys have been um, taking out their early season shorter corn and the corn that's been damaged due to wind and and that type of thing uh, and poor stock quality and getting ready to start into their fuller season corn so i think we're going to see some of our strongest yields coming out here in the next 10 days or so um, but i do think it will dip back off as we move into that mother's day stuff that uh, especially from here north as much as that that got planted itself have been doing some service calls on fields this week with barren stalks. Guys are noticing as they're harvesting that there's too many plants out there without an ear on it. Um, and as we start to look at that, they're missing uh, missing the ear. And you find in some cases the stalk diameter is normal. So it's no different than the plant next to it. But there's no ear sitting there on the seventh note. Uh, or there may be a rosette of ears sitting on the eighth node and none of them have pollinated. So kind of a cluster of ears itself. 
In a lot of cases that I've been in, it's been actual green snap or partial green snap above the ear. Uh, of course, this would have happened in July when the winds were strong in July. Instead of tipping the plant, it actually just snapped the top off and those ears are either aborted completely or pretty small. Some of them have a vertical split at the base. Uh, and I've, I've seen this before, but not quite to the magnitude that I am running into it now. The stalk is normal. There's no ear on it. And if you go down in the bottom one to two feet of the plant, you'll find a, a split in the stalk that runs vertical with the stalk where the rind is split. And this, too, is caused from twisting and turning in the windstorm, and we get the plant that actually snapped vertically, and that let disease in. And the, that amount of stress from both the snapping and the disease has caused uh, ear abortion uh, on the plant itself. Not much we can do about that in those situations other than look for... Uh, you know, the type of hybrid that you're planting and what its green snap scores are. Unfortunately, if you got green snap insurance, I believe if it snaps above the ear, you can't collect. But uh, I've seen more snap above the ear this year than I have in a long time. And again, just due to those unseasonally wild winds that we had in July. Some fields do have some very spindly small plants with no ears on it. So they're just runts out there. Of course, this problem is going to go back to the April-May time frame. In some cases, it's still the aftermath of the frost that we had and how the hybrid handled the frost. As we watch some of these fields that got clipped uh, harder than most people believe by the frost, some of those just didn't bounce back. And before they got bounced back, um, seedling blighted and knocked them around, and they got too far behind to put on the ear. In some fields that didn't get frosted, we're also seeing the evidence of seedling blight. So as we look at the mesocotyl, we can tell that the scrawny plants were planted at the right depth. They're cingulated good, but they just don't have any seed root and a very poor-looking mesocotyl. And that seedling blight in itself that took those out. So that would have took that thing out somewhere in that V4, V5 range where it just couldn't keep up to the neighboring plants because it didn't hand off from the seed root to the true roots uniformly formally enough. Once it got behind, then it would end up being a runt out there in the field itself. So one of the things we want to do though is know where these are at. So when you're doing your push test, take a final ear count, stretch a tape and see how many ears you got compared to your planted population. So there's no surprises there. Remember the standard drop, the industry standard from what you plant to the ear count is 13% drop. We're pushing for you guys to reach a 6% drop. And you can't do that every year. You can't do that in every field. But it's good to know and keep into your records uh, whether you hit that 6% or whether we've been in some fields yesterday that we're at 14 15% drop. Again, close to the industry standard, but not where the farmer wanted to be. We want to make sure it is due to things like green snap, seedling blight, not any type of planter mis function or, or planting problem in itself. So check those ear counts when you're doing your, your push test itself. One thing I've been told a number of times this week by the guys that are hard at the harvesting, they said, Ken, you got to tell these guys that are waiting that they better keep an eye on stock quality. It's coming apart fast by the week. Uh, so take warning from your peers out there that are that are at it right now. Don't lose this crop uh, just because we're watching moisture, not watching the stock quality. Fungicide is going to show up in standability. Some of our plots showed little visible difference two weeks ago, but now it shows up big time. 
especially in that brown silk spraying application. Go get the weakest fields first, let the sprayed acres dry down. One fungicide trial came out at about six bushel better this week, about two points wetter. Probably won't pay the bill, uh, probably won't quite wash out there to pay the bill in that scenario, but the sprayed portion would have stood another two weeks easy while the non-sprayed portion was already buckling uh, at the knees and coming down. So situation, again, one of the reasons we were spraying was to give us some longevity in this harvest so we didn't have to pick us all up on the ground itself. With you guys with the hand harvest plots, don't forget to pick up uh, your bags and get your labels for them. We got some of them coming in already. So uh, keep that in mind as, as, as you're getting closer to those plots. Next week will be a big plot harvest week. Uh, we get through this little rain out that we have right now, and we'll be cranking right along. So if you can give us as much notice as possible, uh, you guys that are got plots to come out and you want to do that, it would greatly be appreciated. Soil crews are chasing the combines as we speak, uh, so don't forget to call those orders in, and don't forget to let us know when those fields are out. With that, let's keep her safe, keep her moving.